Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embark Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. Justin Perkins. This is Talk Junkie. Um, we're going to talk about probably what I want to talk about least uh, in the world today, but I, I think it's something that the people have spoken. <laughs> if the emails constitute that much of the conversation is in the emails, then the least I could do would be acknowledge it and then just say that look, this is the last one for a while. I've done a couple. I, I've done a few. I just don't. I don't have the desire to do it a bunch more. Enough people are talking about it. Like, you could get that somewhere else. You could get it somewhere besides here. But that means today we're going to talk about um, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, that Rona, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, I didn't do a ton of research for this one. Um, actually, I didn't do any research for this one. I looked at a lot of numbers. Um Three things really occurred to me uh, about the coronavirus. One is the facts kind of point in both directions, depending upon where you're getting the facts. The, the, the problem with a lot of these statistics is they are statistics and they're numbers, and it's real easy to kind of skew numbers to say what you want them to say. And even though I understand that aspect of it, I have realized throughout this that I'm not intelligent enough to to kind of weed through those skewed um, numbers, apparently. Th- this, this is the issue. I don't think anyone who knew me before this well, actually knew me well, would have thought, you know, Justin's a very conservative person. But I've had people who should know me that well say that I have a very conservative point of view on the coronavirus. Um, so that gets me to the second point, is the coronavirus is apparently very um, very uh, political, which I've never seen a political virus, but it's, it's a very political virus. I can't have an opinion on it without that opinion being a liberal stance or a conservative stance, and that's that's kind of ridiculous. Like I don't I don't understand that. Um, and thirdly, I realize that we either know next to nothing about the coronavirus, or we're just not being shared what's known. But I, I don't I don't understand. I, um. I done a conspiracy theory podcast uh, a couple days ago. Um, 
maybe a week at this point. I don't know. And I talked about the coronavirus being man-made on that, and that a new that was a new conspiracy. I, to me, it, it looks like that is a strong, strong possibility. Excuse me. It looks to me like um, maybe they've ramped this thing up a little bit, taken this virus, give it a little bump, um, and uh, strengthened it so that they could fight it. I read a further piece that the Weinstein gentleman released, and um, he was talking about uh, direct sunlight and indirect sunlight and uh, UV lighting, how it's affecting it. Um, you know, it was designed to, not get, I guess, to where they could keep it in control if it got out, but it just handled horribly by this Chinese research facility, which is not surprising. Obviously, their oversight is not as extensive as other countries. But um, th- there's a lot of odd things about crime. I, I don't, you know, again, the idea of doing these podcasts is... You know, so other people listen and enjoy it. And I know we've had quite a bit of conversation via our email chain. And um, I want to go back. I, I'm going to go back and look. I don't remember who initially started this. But the ideal to not talk on Messenger and to not talk on um, different, you know, text and things. Like that, to, to actually do this email deal to where, you know, I receive an email from someone and I respond and we go back and forth and take the time to read it and stuff. Like, that's that was a good idea. And it wasn't mine, so I can't take credit for it. I don't remember who, who really started this or if we just kind of got to that point. But when when we can sit and send each other articles back and forth like that and, and statistical findings and kind of go, like, that that works out pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm tickled with that. Um, to the contrary, when... When I just sit and do a podcast about it, um, the people that are going to listen all the time seem to be fairly open-minded about it, regardless of where they kind of lean on the, the topic. But it just becomes really political for a few people. And, you know, I don't know. It's not enjoyable. Like, I can't get pumped up like I can get for these other podcasts anymore because I'm kind of done with it. Um. So I'm going to do what's probably the worst thing I could do. But I'm going to just be completely honest about the virus and how, you know... And I don't even know if I can put this on YouTube because nothing I say am going to say is statistical or factual. So don't come here for your um, scientific breakdown on the coronavirus because that, that's not what this is. And it is the last time I'm going to uh, broach the subject for a while. I, I really just don't enjoy the subject um, for many reasons. Um, when when the coronavirus first started, and I think if you go back and listen to the podcast that I've done then, um, I wasn't very concerned with it at all. Um, I looked at it kind of like the flow. Um, statistically, it's turned out that that's not the case now. Here's the problem. Apparently that's a very political statement because uh, how I feel that it statistically came out and how others feel it statistically came out are two completely different things even though the numbers are the same. I would have to say 
that based on the number of cases that people have got, uh, based on the error that I know is present in the number counting, and based on the percentage of death, it's not as bad as the flu. That's not a political thing. I don't, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't even know what Trump has to do with this, and that gives me a headache, and that helps me understand how he got elected the first time. As, as hard as that is to stomach and say, it does. Like, it really helps me understand how he got elected the first time. Because numbers are numbers. You know, I understand you can manipulate things here and there, but maybe I'm looking at it wrong. And look, I've had some people I really respect look at me and say, hey, you have. And then they hit me back with just something they've seen on CNN. And uh, that's... I, I don't I don't know. And I've heard people agree with me and then give me some other stuff to look at and I look at it and go, oh, no, 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 no. We see things completely differently. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. But I, I initially thought, you know, it's it's nothing more than um, the flu. Uh, then I got really concerned about it. And I got worried, especially because of my son and, and my mother and my mother-in-law and my wife's grandparents and my granny. I, I got I got extremely concerned about it. And um, time passed. I, I'm to the point that I'm at right now. And I don't, I don't know how to explain the point I'm at right now. I, I would like to wear some masks uh, voluntarily. Um because I'm big on freedoms and rights, and the numbers aren't out there for the mask. And I personally wear one, and I don't. I didn't wear one when the numbers were saying don't wear it, and the numbers are saying wear it now. And I was, in my opinion, a hold of some bad research, and so I'm wearing the mask now. now I'd like to see it stopped and, and slowed, and and I'm willing to wear that mask to do that because I'd like to see everything get back to normal. Um, the only way that everything gets back to normal is, to me, if three things happen. Uh, cases drop and slow. Um, there's a better strategy and plan in place to open things and to conduct business. And three, if it becomes non-political... Uh, the third one's not going to happen. Um, to me, in my opinion, um, the second one in the state of Kentucky is not going to happen. Um, reopening and getting back to it, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's just not a priority. And it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. And I, I don't think it should ever be a priority at the risk of um, human life. But, the first one it would be the easiest one to maintain. The numbers are incorrect. The CDC has acknowledged the numbers are incorrect. That that's, but let's look at the state of Kentucky. Let's let's look at that. I, I'm I'm not a statistician. I don't I don't know how you do this. But since my daughter, because my daughter did have COVID nineteen. Um, She was living somewhere else. She couldn't get tested. She tried and tried and tried. So she had to go to Bowling Green to get tested. Um, she got tested. It took 15 days to get her results back. 
her results come back as positive. She was advised by a medical professional. In 15 days, probably go ahead and get retested, and you're probably fine. Um, she was advised by me, based on some stuff I had read. I'm not saying this is a scientific fact. This is stuff I read. To not take the oral test. The oral test could show up the common cold, which is a coronavirus. There's, you know, there are different strands of, I guess, the same. T- I don't know. But anyway. Or if you'd already had it, it's possible for the oral test. If it's, I guess, you know, the antibodies. I don't know. That's what I was told. So 18 days after feeling bad. Because she only felt bad for about four or five hours one day. 18 days after feeling bad, she took another test. It was an oral test. It come back positive. Um, I was advised, it's, it's a false positive, just, just to have it redone and do the nasal swab. So two days later, 20 days after being sick for the first time, she took a rapid nasal and a rapid um, oral, uh, uh, a regular nasal. Rapid come back that day, negative. The other nasal come back the next day, negative. She was advised. It's been so long since you've been sick, you know, um, you should be fine. She was advised in a different case to quarantine two weeks. So I back up to quarantine. Because she doesn't live at home and because she could not get tested where she lived and Bowling Green was closer to where she lived, her initial test was in Bowling Green. And it was reported as blah, 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 female, test positive. On the same day that Actually, I believe maybe the the other day she got her results back. Um, She came home to test. She told them she had already tested. They made note that she'd already tested. And note that she was a retest. That it was positive the first time. She tested positive. That day, on the news when she got her results back. Blah, 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 female, not county. Positive. New case. Well, she's not a new new case. She's a retest. Almost everybody, if they're do- well, everybody, if they're doing it by the rules, I guess, needs to be retested. Do you know at what point you got tested? Did you get tested at the end of your illness? Because some people have no symptoms whatsoever. So, how many times in our supposed spike of cases, is it just the same person getting retested? So that's a flaw in our numbers in Kentucky. I'm sure that's a flaw in big cities. A huge flaw. There's another issue. I know people firsthand who did not get tested but was contacted because they had been into their doctor's office to now to get prescription refills, were told they'd have to be tested because they come in, were never tested, and were contacted by the health department saying that they were positive. But they were never tested. And their cases were reported on the news, their age, their location, their day as new cases. How many times has that happened? It's different, I understand, if you don't know someone personally. I, look, I, I didn't know anybody personally, and I thought, eh, it kind of sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. Um, 
And I laughed it off, to be completely honest with you. But I know people. I know people, and I, I don't understand it. Now, it is dependent upon what literature you read on what day if the antibody test is working or not. I don't know Kentucky's stance if we're using the antibody test for anything other than see if anybody's had it. I had read literature that some places had initially used the antibody test to determine how many people had had it. And then in one state in particular, those numbers got added in with the actual cases, and that's why they are one of the highest cases. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have a clue if that's true or not. So what good does it do to that information do anybody? And that's the problem with a lot of our information. Now I, I don't know about our COVID deaths in Knott County because I haven't spoken to anybody, uh, or in Kentucky because I haven't spoken to anybody but about any of those cases except for one. My curiosity is piqued by two pieces of literature I read a, f- a few months back. Uh, one was actually spurred on by mainstream news. I've seen these freezer trucks and these bodies going to be piled up and all this because of all these deaths from COVID. That was in a particular city. And, and, and the reason I'm not going to name the city is because then we, it, it doesn't matter. Look this. Look stuff up for yourself. Come to your own conclusion. That's why I don't like doing these podcasts over these type of subjects. The mortality rate as a whole for that city was drastically down from what it would normally be in that month. I mean, drastically down. So they are dealing with fewer dead bodies by a long shot than ever. Their hospitals were at 39% capacity of what they normally would be at that time. And although this travel nurse was working there, some of the surrounding hospitals, she was working at a hospital in the city, some of the surrounding hospitals were actually laying off. She says it doesn't affect her work, uh, she's basically like a contractor, I guess, brought in. She posted pictures from the same city inside of a hospital that CNN had showed prior being just swamped people in the hallways. She claimed this was the hospital they were claiming to be at. And I'm not saying this is some post I've seen on Facebook. This is someone that I know, uh, kind of Kevin Bacon-wise, three degrees of separation, whatever it is. Um, so she posted a picture of the same hospital, nothing. Now, I go back and look, and CNN apparently used stock footage. I don't even think it was from the same country. But that's beside the point. You know, that's, that's what news media does nowadays. Um, so... Then it becomes apparent that nationally, I think it was, and again, just look this up. I, I'm tired of people going, well, you know, technically that's not true. What I saw for myself when looking, which does not mean I'm correct, is that the nation's hospitals were at 30-some percent capacity. I don't remember what it was now. 35, maybe. I don't remember. Losing money 
and in bad shape because all elective things had been taken out. Um, I've seen a ton of stuff, videos on YouTube and stuff of people who are in hospitals and claiming to work there saying, you know, they're trying to make COVID spread, blah, 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 blah. It helps money. The hospitals are dying without the guy with the no resuscitation order. I've seen that video. Um, I don't know if any of that's true. I don't know those people even on a six degrees of separation to my knowledge, so I don't I don't know. I do know this that there was a monetary um, award system to kind of help the hospitals out. I do not know, because I've never seen official letterhead or anything of that nature, what exactly it is. My understanding is it's in the realm of around $8,000 for a death contributed to COVID. Uh, if that person was put onto the ventilator, it is either an additional $39,000 or $39,000 or 30-some thousand dollars uh, into the equation. Whether that's additional on top or if that number's even right, I don't know. Just, that's my understanding. Now, it's People have been very vocal. People in the medical field, doctors, hospitals. But even a statement that I read myself that says it's from the CDC. Um, I, whether they were hacked, somebody's putting out I, I don't know. But they had questioned numbers. And, and, and this is why. There's a monetary motivation, if that is true, for these deaths to be linked to COVID. And that is to say... Somebody had COVID, but they died of a heart attack. I don't know how many people have the flu every year and die of a heart attack. I don't know how many people have pneumonia every year and die of a heart attack. I don't know. Um, so I can't say that that doesn't happen and they don't write it down as the flu. Or, but I would assume that they write it down as a heart attack because it is a very serious uh, issue that, that claims a lot of lives. Now, in fairness, I don't know what claims more. The flu or heart attacks, I've not looked into that. Um, but if someone, and there's documented cases of this, I don't know who people expect you to trust. I don't trust the media, and somehow that's a conservative point of view. Except for, I know tons of, uh, quote, liberal people who don't trust Fox News. I don't trust Fox News. They're liars. Just like CNN. It's an opinion station with a political affiliation. They're there to make Republicans look good. Just, I mean, so you know, no, I don't, I don't trust them. And, and as long as I just say I don't trust Fox, it's okay. I'm, I'm a liberal. But if I say I don't trust CNN, then I'm a conservative. Um, that's as stupid as it sounds. And I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I, I can't tell you. But I digress. I've lost my point. Um, it, it's it's been documented and reported cases where either there was no test and doctors simply said no eh, that was a COVID death, even though it didn't strongly fit criteria of a COVID death. Or I know of one case that I, I seen, I guess quote unquote verified by the news, but that does not mean that it is, uh, and it it. It was just speaking of the one case, but it was saying this had happened numerous, numerous times that someone died, 
I guess tested post mortem or or maybe tested prior to. More it, to me, it would make more sense if they were tested prior to. Got a negative, and the doctor come in and said, "Yeah, but I still think it was COVID, and we, we you know, the test was inaccurate. We needed to retest and get a chance to retest or whatever." So now they're doing post mortem, I believe. So, I, you know, the point is, our numbers on deaths are not correct. Um, there's a monetary motivation for them to be incorrect. And we're not very good as a country or a state with documentation. Um, we can barely get people to fill out their census. You know, it, but it's, it's not just that. Like, you know, we... Maybe that maybe the numbers are twice higher. Maybe that the the deaths are twice higher. Maybe maybe Mexican Americans are, are are being adversely affected, but only illegal Mexican Americans, people who we can't keep track of, and they're dying at home. And there's no deaths. I don't I don't know. But we're not good at tracking illegal immigration, and, and we're not good at, at at helping people who need help and tracking homeless people and and helping immigrants and, and helping the homeless. We're not good at tracking a lot of things, and we're not very accurate. And we're getting numbers released on Saturdays, and now I guess Sundays in the state of Kentucky uh, that are state numbers. Who Who's in on Sunday calculating these numbers, and, and who's coordinating this from departments and places that are not together? Is there a special task force that's working Saturdays and Sundays now, and they're, they're being approved for that? I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just I'm curious. But... It's not our strong point, and we're not very good at it. One thing we're getting better at is testing. And even though, even though, some of them may be inaccurate, the people who want to say that the stories I've told about these doctors and and what's happening in these hospitals is extremely inaccurate. And that the stories I've told about people being falsely tested, even though those can be proven, are falsely inaccurate. But they want to say that every test is accurate and that we've got that many cases of confirmed. The higher confirmed cases we get, which I've not heard anybody argue about the uh, the... To, to any big extent, the I've not really heard anybody argue about how easy this thing's transmitted because it, it seems to really get around easy. The number that those people who, who say the other things I'm saying are inaccurate, the number that they want to tout has been this big, huge number, this big, huge spike in tests. Uh, if that's all true, if all those are true, then... That really just kind of plays to the other number being deaths not rising at a rate that, I mean, it, it makes it makes the old argument that the, the percentage of death rate or whatever for the flu is much higher than yes, it is. It is. If that's the case, it is. If that's the case, I'd rather have this than the flu at this point. If we're getting that many, po- I mean, you know, it, you kind of have to make up your mind. What, what's what's what? I don't, I don't get it. And I, I've heard some really articulate, really intelligent arguments on both sides, 
but it really just sounds like the same stuff regurgitated. It's a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about, and I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's why I've kind of shied away from the subject a lot, because why talk about it if I don't know what I'm talking about? I believe a lot of things are going on here. I, think, I believe one thing is people are genuinely scared. Um, and it is scary. And I'll tell you what, it's scary because what happens if the next one's not this mild? Because this is mild compared to uh, the Spanish flu. This is mild to a lot of things. So it, 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 it's extremely easy to transmit, apparently, but the death rate's not extremely high. Um, and some some actual qualified scientific minds actually feel that a lot of people are dying with COVID-19. People that would have died at the same day and the same time more than likely even if they didn't get COVID-19. And that that's being ignored. And that's not something that makes it any better. I understand that. But we've gotten to the point to where we can't just rationally discuss and scientifically look at a, a, a medical issue. I don't, I don't understand. I don't. Um, everyone on the left is saying, hey, listen to the CDC. We need to do what the CDC says, and we need to be respectful of their decisions. Everybody on the right is saying, hey, Look at the CDC's numbers. Listen to what the CDC says. We need to be respectful of what the CDC says. I, I, I beat my head against the ground. Because statistically, I mean, how do you get two completely different opposing views from the same material? I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm missing. And I'm, I've asked that. I've asked that of friends. I've asked that of people I respect. What am I missing? And here, here's the information you're missing. And I look at the information, and it's the same information that I just said. It just looked at through a different point of view. And I've got friends, I've got friends that say, let me tell you this. COVID's not real. It's a government plan to have Trump beat in November Uh I mean, it's disgraceful what Pelosi will go to to have Trump beat uh, Trump 2020. I mean, that, that's their honor. And, and I read the information, and it's the same information that the liberal friend gave me and said, hey, you need to pay attention to this. People aren't actually paying attention to anything. They're latching on to a political idea and just going about it. How does a disease become political? They say, well, you know... Um, the Democrats just don't want anything open back up. They want to see Trump get beat. Meanwhile, um, some people would say, and I, I think um, deservedly so, that Republicans have probably made a whole lot of money off this because a lot of their contributors are making a whole lot of money off this shutdown. Oh, there's some businesses that are dying, but hey, if Walmart's kicking back to special interest groups and Walmart's sending money to representatives and congressmen and whatever, 
You think somebody in a small district in Kentucky who has a Walmart facility there, you know, something bigger than a store, is going to be super excited about opening back up, Republican or Democrat? No. No, they're not. And I mean, these bailouts cost money. And um, until we stop spending money fighting wars and destroying other countries, we don't have the money to support our own country. So our debt has went up. It didn't went up anyway. It went up well before this, even though the economy was, quote, doing so well. But everything has to be made political. And everything has to be. And, and illness shouldn't be. I should be able to know to what legitimacy the threat to my son is. And, you know, I'm hearing direct sunlight. This is a scientific study. Ultraviolet light and direct sunlight can kill this thing. It don't seem like a big deal, and it doesn't make it any less dangerous or real or anything of that nature, but it does change things. It's also being said as to where it was initially infecting whole homes and whole households, that now, often it's one person being infected. So there's different strains. There's a strain that uh, came over from Europe, and there's a strain that came over from Asia. And I think the people in uh, um, Seattle got the Asiatic strain, maybe, and the people in um, New York got the European strain. I, I don't remember that exactly. That's, that's purely a guess, but that's the way I remember hearing it. Um, my daughter got it. We're all fine. I mean, I, I don't, which we weren't in excessive contact with her. Um, there's another person in her circle who we were around uh, that got it that all they did was lose their taste. Um, so another one got it, flu-like symptoms for a day. They're all relatively around the same age. I have a family member who's an older lady with some underlying health issues. She's had tremendous amount of issues um, since being hospitalized a second time for COVID. Now, she was put on a vent. Uh, if the stories are true, that was $39,000 for that hospital, uh, and she has struggled since then. There's a gentleman named Michael Yo, stand-up comedian, who did an interview and said um, his doctor refused to let him be put on the vent, and that he felt that that was the death uh, of a lot of people being put on the vent when they didn't need to, and their lungs actually healthy enough to breathe, and it, I guess, causing a dependency. So uh, he was saying that when people get put on the vent, even if they're making it off the vent, they're struggling to come off the vent. Maybe that's her issue. I don't. I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you that's not the case. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Don't wear a mask. I wear a mask. Well, what? What could it possibly hurt? What could it possibly hurt? Because uh, despite the bad information that was floating around, apparently there's good information floating around now, and it's been verified that the other was falsified. That the masks are not transmitting it at this point. And if I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really really don't know. This shouldn't be this hard of an issue. Let me tell you, it's not this hard of an issue for Japan. It's not this hard of an issue for the Taiwanese in Taiwan. Um, it's not this hard of an issue 
for almost any other group besides Americans. We seem to be the odd ones out. We seem to not have the ability or capacity to deal with this. I, I, I was curious to Mexico's issues with it and where they're kind of at, if they've struggled. Cuba apparently has had no issue with it whatsoever. You know, how much of that's propaganda, how much of that's factual um, information, I, I don't, I really don't know. Um, it, it appears that the, the case rate and death rate are extremely low in Cuba. Uh, of course, I don't know how it gets to Cuba. I don't know if that's going to Cuba at this point. I don't, you know, I don't know what travel's like with Cuba. I don't know what travel's like to anywhere. But um, let alone Cuba, you know, I don't know. I don't know um, if there's a lot of people kind of going there, and maybe there's nobody going, and they just weren't infected. Sorry, I have a slight interruption. I, but I am curious as to how and it's affecting other places, and um, especially I wonder with lower. Um, I guess more poverty-stricken countries. What you know, it's hard. That's another thing to me that about this. It's hard to me when you sit and try to compare America to other countries. We're so large, uh, and um, there's fifty basically countries. Um, let's, let's, I mean, at best. There's 40. I mean, if you've got some places that do agree with each other and things of that nature, um, okay. But but there's at least there's at least 40 countries, you know, in respects of differences. Um, I would say it's honestly closer to 50. You know, uh, there's very few places you could just lump together. Very few states are that different that there's very few states that you could just lump together. And, and, you know, kind of say this kind of one area with one trying to... Because every governor is different. Every set of representation is different. And then, you know, we've got, uh, you know, other areas that we, you know, you may not be able to vote, but we own you and we influence you. Um, so I, it, it's hard for me to compare them, but... To sit and do a forty-five minute show on just the statistics of of Corona, I don't I don't know how I feel about Corona, so I, I can't I can't do that. I really can't. Um, I feel that needs to be treated seriously. Um, I feel that quarantining is probably not the best ideal. I believe that protecting those who are at the highest risk factors is the best ideal. Um, I believe that preserving economic function is important. And I don't, I'm not a, a, a huge capitalist or, or conservative or anything of that nature. It, it's just um, a lot of people can go hungry and a lot of people can get bad. And, and you go back to the Great Depression, um, whether you voted Democrat or Republican or, or what party you identified with didn't help you get fed, you know. Um, it's not a matter of money and profit being more important than people. Um, we just, uh, you know, there, there's not, 
Uh, my son. My son's autistic. I, I'm dependent upon IGA brand popcorn and Dairy Queen French fries. And that may seem absurd to people, but that's the only foods he basically eats. He's never had a fruit, a vegetable, uh, or a piece of meat. He's never had a piece of meat in his entire life. You know, he had fruits and vegetables in baby food when he was little until he quit eating that and started only eating one baby food. He has sensory processing disorder. He, he you know... Uh, it's a constant battle to try to get him to even try new foods and not throw up or, or not gag. But those are the only things he's going to eat. And he has proven that we can he can go in excess of a week without eating. Having to be put in the hospital and put on IV and, and things of that nature because he won't eat. Because he got sick and threw up because he had or because he had the flu. Uh, he's done that in two separate occasions. So if he got this and it affected him like the flu affected him, you know, it could be devastating for him. But if, if you know, the infrastructure in the United States shut down and uh, hospitals were overrun and uh, the economy collapsed and food supply was gone, you know, what what do I do to save him? Because, I mean, you don't understand. I can't just go get back to popcorn and get him to eat it because he probably won't eat it. 95% chance he won't. I can't go get, uh, say, Hazard Dairy Queen's the only Dairy Queen left open and, and there's no popcorn and you think, well, there you go, you get Dairy Queen fries. He doesn't eat Hazard and he can smell them and tell you they're from Hazard. And for people that don't live local, that's just speaking, yeah, it's like Duke's Hazard, if you're, if you're wondering. Uh, there's a dude named Bo and Luke live there. The, the, the sheriff's name is Roscoe. Uh, basically, the mayor was a guy named Boss Hog. It, it's 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 a long story, but you know I I don't know how I feel about it. But I feel this. I feel angry. I feel angry at my friends that sit and go. You know what? Wear a mask at all costs. Give up all freedoms and do everything that our governor says to do. Even especially call and report people like you live in communist China, even though it may be detrimental to your future freedoms. And I'm angry at my friends that go. And that's all fake. No, that's real. So I'll keep Trump from getting elected. Trump 2020. Trump train. Woo woo. Now, yeah. They both sound equally stupid to me. It's not a political thing. It's not supposed to be a political thing. So I did what I'm supposed to do. The people, I want people to listen to this podcast. Right? And I mean, I really want you to listen to this podcast. And you are. And you're interacting. And you're speaking to me. And you asked for a Corona podcast. And... This this is the best I can do because I'm not an expert and I really don't need to be talking about it if I'm not. And um, I don't know. Um, send me emails. Send me the comments. Um, and sadly, uh, if if they're a certain type of con comment, I, I can tell you where you lay politically, but I can't tell you if this is what this is. I don't know. That's sad. It's really sad. What else is sad is uh, our governor in the state of Kentucky, uh, young Andrew Bashir, um, has, or is getting ready to do the restrictions back 10 people or whatever it may be, that's going to do, my signing is not going to happen, my book signing is not going to happen, and that's no big deal, like it's not worth getting the Rona to sign a book, um, I don't want it, you know, and um, it's not like it can't be done later, 
But the book is still available at the Red Spotted Newt. Um, it's the only place you can get it right now, and it's in Hazard, Kentucky. She will ship to you. Um, you can still get uh, Cold Kingdom there. Um, the two children's books, Boys of Super Hearing, and Everyone's Different Just Like Me, that I wrote with my son. Um, don't suck. Don't die. Be good to people. Um... And watch Fletch, if you've never watched Fletch.